Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Hello to all of our listeners. Yes, we are releasing this episode on a special day, the release of Boom Studios' Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Issue 50, the conclusion to Necessary Evil. This episode contains massive spoilers for that issue, so please listen after you are able to read the comic. A big thanks to Boom Studios and Ryan Parrott for scheduling this interview. Enjoy. This episode is brought to you by our patrons on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more about supporting Ranger Command Power Hour. Thanks to our $5 and above patrons, Chris P., Steve F., Doug F., AJW, Tyler W., Tyler B., Tyler D., Eric D., Jacob P., Steve M., Liz M., Craig M., Callum M., Mason M., Raheem Y., Derek G., and Teresa B. for supporting us this month. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Ay, 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 ay! It's the Ranger Command Power Hour! Today on the Power Hour, episode 162, Ranger Command interview Ryan Parrott, Necessary Evil, recorded on June 19th, 2020. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. It's time to range up with your host, I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47. Today we are welcoming back Ryan Parrott to the show. He's best known in Ranger Nation as the writer for the recently concluded Boom Studios Go Go Power Rangers and the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles miniseries. And he is the ongoing writer for Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. His other currently ongoing works include Dead Day and Death to the Army of Darkness. Welcome back to Ranger Command Power Hour, Ryan. Thanks, man. I just realized, I think I might have the the record for the longest titles of any comic books. Like, <laughs> all of them. Like, apparently, I can't work on a comic book that doesn't have eight words in the title. It's incredible. Yeah. Never, when you were laying it all out like that, I was like, good Lord, you got a mouthful. <laughs> no, it's great. How are you? Because the last time we had you on was back in December, and, and the world changed. Very, yeah, the world was a very different place. Uh, the days when we were worried about whether or not the Clippers were going to make the playoffs, and if we, you know, what movies were coming out, and yeah, that's all done. Uh, no, I'm good, man. Um, everything's good. I'm a very lucky person in the sense that my wife and I are both writers, and so we both write from home. So mm-hmm. our lives have stayed relatively the same. Um, we spend a lot of time together. Thankfully, we found escape room iPad games to play so we can we don't kill each other. Nice. Even though that's caused its own fights. Um, I'm like hit the blood, it's the broken thing. But no, but we're we're good. Um, you know, I think uh, we're just you know there's a lot going on and um, you know I think just trying to we just stay in a lot and wear our masks and and just and do the best. How how about you? How are you? Working from home for the past three months and I've never had to do that before, so it's been an adjustment for sure. Is- that's got to be crazy, right? Because like you went into an office all the time, I take it, before? Yeah, just eight to five in an office. And once this stuff hit, it was like, all right, everyone pack up and you can work from home. And I'm like, great. So... <laughs> 
I feel like for people like that, for people like you, I feel like the the three months we've been doing this probably feels like three years because you go yeah. from it completely upends your it completely ends up your schedule. Like my schedule is still the same thing. I get up at noon and then write till three in the morning. But like, <laughs> but for everybody else, you know, it's like I can imagine that like losing that structure is probably the hardest thing to deal with. So I'm sorry, man. This is it's got to be. I, I feel sorry for people like this. It's got stuff. It's tough, but I'm finding ways to adjust. My wife is in healthcare, so she. Uh, is going out there every day so oh god man god bless her yeah so we're here to talk about issue 50 the conclusion of necessary evil this issue's insane man this is wild yeah it's pretty big <laughs> <laughs> wrapping up a lot of storylines yeah and that's why i wanted to get to like this issue and pretty much all of necessary evil but this issue especially takes all different elements from all the major arcs in the comics up to this point. You've got how they deal with the anointed comes from beyond the grid with the Solarix, and you've got Remy and Ari back into the story. So what did you have to do to like maybe revisit some of those elements for beyond the grid uh, as a writer, since you didn't write that arc? So Marguerite was writing that arc when I came on to the like she wasn't she was already in the middle of that arc when I came on, mm-hmm. um, and I always knew that I wanted to use it. I wanted to use I wanted to use elements from her arc to to come into mine, and so we were building out the outline and sort of figuring things out. And I remember we I, I created the anointed and and the empowered and basically was like okay they've got this they got this power and and they're they got mainline to the, to the morphing grid, and I was like how are we gonna get rid of that how are we how are they gonna mm-hmm. beat them? And I remember Daphne was like well there's the Solarics. and I was like. The, sler- the thing that, that she says, yeah, it, it, it sucks up morphin energy. I was like, wait, you guys created a MacGuffin that sucks up the very thing that I created as the problem? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, well, that's going to be, I'm using that. That's going to be really easy. And so it was one of those wonderful things that like, it was sort of, we were writing at the same time. And so mm-hmm. we, our minds went in the same direction. It just, it was very easy to sort of bring it in. And I always knew that I wanted to try and make 50 because it's a big number, you know, it's a yeah. big issue. Like I was like, let's figure out a way to make this not only just the completion of necessary evil, but can we make this a completion of all of the books from, from, from issues from Mighty Morphin Zero and Go Go Powers number one, all the way all the way let's 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 tie everything let's bring everything into that moment and mm-hmm. make 50 feel like a sort of a celebration of all of the stuff that we've done and that's so that was kind of the goal yeah absolutely and it's just a roller coaster of an issue there's there's a ton of action in this book and god bless daniele because he oh, is yeah. like a master at this yeah, I, I remember issue, I think it's like page, it might be page two or page five. I don't know exactly which one it is, but like the double page spread of yeah. the entire battle. I always feel bad. I'm like, okay, double page spread, giant battle. Have fun, Daniele. <laughs> and he's always like, I hate you. I love you at the same time. Uh, and that's my terrible Italian accent. Uh, but uh, he's just, he was up, like, it's been really fun to watch him. Because I remember when I first started working on GoGo, I went back and, and read um, Pink, uh, Power Rangers Pink. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, and I was like, I didn't realize that Daniele drew it. But um, I was like, to see where he started and where he is now mm-hmm. is kind of amazing. There's a huge evolution there. His work just continuously improves. And even just the difference from like shattered grid until now, his style's like totally refined by issue 50. Well, just the energy that he brings to every single panel and then, mm-hmm. and some of the angles he chooses are so 
incredibly creative and like very like this sounds bad it's not a criticism they're comic book because it's like that's not where you'd put a camera if you were shooting it as a you know most people a lot of a lot of creators they 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 look at comic books as like they shoot it almost like it's like a tv show or a film his stuff feels like i'm gonna put the camera anywhere i'm gonna use it in any way i'm gonna swing it every there's like this crazy moment i think it's in I can't remember which one it is, where, like, Trini is, like, jumping through the air fighting Dane, and the camera is behind, she's in the air, the camera's above her, shooting through her legs, as yeah. you see Dane, and I was just like, what are you, that's insane, <laughs> and I think that's what's so fun, is he brings, like, he brought so much energy to every, like, I never had to worry about the action sequences, because he brings right. so much energy and and velocity to every page, that it's just, it's such a gem to be able to get his pegs, I was just like, wow, man, like, he really does, he just just chooses such and also i think the other thing that's so incredible he's really you you don't get confused in the action because mm, that's, mm-hmm. that's something that happens with artists and some like like it's like the tracking gets lost and i feel like with his he's really good at is as using all the panels to sort of guide your eye and also guide and to slowly walk you through it also the double page spread he did in 48 uh, 49 of all the rangers morphing together oh, I- was <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's I'm phenomenal. Like, that's, like, I want yeah. that with as my background wallpaper, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think it was my it's my Twitter. It was my Twitter thing for a while. But yeah, like, it's just like I, I remember um, we didn't have that. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I want to see him draw that. Like, I do that a lot. I'll be like writing the book and be like, what do I want to see Daniele draw? I want to see this. And I'm like, I might want that. And so I'll put it in the book if I want to see him do something just because I was like, well, if I'm curious, like other people might be curious too. So like it's, I'm, I'm a little bit of a fan. I'm like writing stuff for him and being like, yeah, that'd be fun to see him try that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And speaking about his movements being like really clean, that's really important because you have a huge Megazord battle in this issue. Now, what's it like writing that kind of direction are you doing basic beats of the fight and just letting daniela just go for it yeah it turns into a little bit of a dance where it's like you when you first start writing a comic book with a new artist you sort of like tell them everything that you you're not quite sure what they're gonna listen to and what they're not <laughs> that sounds you know what i mean like you yeah. know, like there's gonna be things that they want to do and things that they they think are their their strengths and things that excite them and and so you have to sort of you put that first issue out and you sort of look at what they do and how they interpret your words and you interpret your ideas, um, and then you start to adjust and if you if you do it right hopefully I think I'm doing it okay we'll see um, is <laughs> is you start to adjust how you're describing things and what you like okay just sort of understanding how they're doing and what you think is important and then it becomes sort of a back and forth but with Daniele late in this game like I actually don't have to worry too much about what he's doing and how he's going to do it. I just trust him to do it. And I will put suggestions in and I will say, Hey, you, but usually when it comes to fights, it's more about momentum. For me, it's storytelling. It's more like, okay, who's winning, who's losing and what are they feeling? And then how, you know, how they punch and what they punch and, and this, the way they do it, I sort of leave up to the artist, but then I just sort of work around it. So to me, it's just more of the momentum of the fight and and where we're going, unless there's something really cool that I want to see. Like in the stuff that's coming up, there's a few things with the the Zords that I was like, oh, I've always wanted to see that. So I've been writing that more specifically. But yeah, but when it came down to 50, I really just like, I trust him. He he created the Zords and he knows what, how they move and, and the personalities of each one. So he, mm-hmm. you know, he was the engineer on that train. So the major part of this Zord fight is another new Megazord combination. So for the first time, you've got an Omega Zord and the Tiger Zord combining into the red tiger megazord this thing is nuts yeah that's pretty cool (laughs) it's pretty cool so do you just like 
just playing around with different Zord combinations that were never seen before? Is that just one thing that you just like to do when you can get a chance to do it? Well, I mean, it's it's kind of a combination, right? Like, one, that's part of what the show was. So you, it was a toy show, right? So yeah. like half the fun of the thing was like when they were in really deep trouble, it's like, okay, we'll combine the Zords into the Megazord. Okay, now we're going to combine the Megazord with another Zord. Oh, we're going <laughs> to put on tour with the, you know, like they just, it's just about escalating. It's like how many yeah. different variables. So like I always remember that. So to me, I always like that. And the other thing that I think is so great about Power Rangers and thank the creators for for giving this to us is like if you're writing a story about two characters who can't see eye to eye and can't work together, what better way to show that they've achieved that as an arc is if actually having their two robots come together and work together and fight. And then you get this really great Zord at the same time. Like it's a way of of taking the theme and the idea of the story of the character beat and turning it into a a manifestation of plot. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what I loved about it was there was also that one line that I was able to throw in there that says that the Omegazords are prototypes uh, and they're also um, naturally adaptive. Yes. And so I was like, well, then that means I can do this with any Zord at any time down the line if I want to. And and it just felt like it was part of why they were built the way that they are. And also mm-hmm. the fact that they're not like the, the fact that they look so odd. They're almost like a collection of I, I like puzzles. I have like a bunch of puzzles on my, my kitchen table. <laughs> And some of them are like those weird puzzle boxes that have like all the different pieces. Oh, yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. So like to me, I was like, those things can literally be anything. They can just depending on how you unravel them. And so that's the way, that's what I loved about the Red Omegazord and the White Tiger Zord was the idea that if you look at it, the Red Omegazord is actually a little smaller than the White Tiger Zord. Yeah. And so it actually kind of wraps around it and almost builds it up like armor, um, which I thought was kind of a fun way. Like it adds claws and, and stuff like that. It's like it's almost like it looks at it and goes, okay, how can I improve this and make it more dangerous? Mm-hmm. And then it just – and just assimilates onto it. And so it'd be fun to see, you could do a yellow Omega, you could, uh, well, I'm not going to give away what I'm going to do. But you know what I mean? Like you have yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, just coming up with new things. And I think every artist, like mm-hmm. I always just think about this. I went to art school. I wanted to be a comic book artist for a really long time. So for me, I'm always thinking like, when I was a kid, what did I want to draw? What are the things that got me excited? Yeah. And, and it feels like I try to give that to my artists. I try to give my artists that thing of like, you've ever, if you've ever wanted to create your own Zord, like this is your opportunity. Let's try that. And so that's half the fun for me is just being able to let them sort of be, you know, that's why they got into this thing. They, I don't think a lot of artists got into comic books so they could draw two people sitting at a table out drinking coffee. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there are out there, but, you know. <laughs> so an, another huge moment, obviously, is the return of uh, the Solar Rangers. Uh, Ranger Slayer Kim, she's uh, successful in her mission to go into the other universe and come back with her friends, these two Rangers. And there's a moment where our timeline, Kim, hears Ranger Slayer's name, and she's surprised that she's back. And I thought that was a really cool callback to the events of what happened in Shattered Grid for Go-Go, because all of Shattered Grid and Ranger Slayer showing up still happened because that was before they reset the universe. So she would still have memories of what happened in Go-Go. So I just thought that was like a really cool little touch. Thank you. I know it's. I know the whole who remembers what and what's going on in Shadow Grid and why do they think? I know it's all a little timey wimey. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, so for people who are a little confused, I apologize. But yeah, I, I did like the idea that like those events happened. They they obviously. I feel like they kind of had to remain yeah. that way because otherwise, why did Matt stop talking to them? How did Matt find out they were the Power Rangers? Like like it felt like that's such a consistent thing. It would, it would be just like weird if they didn't remember. <laughs> 
yeah. what had happened. So yeah, we the way that Kylan always broke it down with Shadow Grid was everything that happened when we were going to reset everything. Uh, everything from the kiss on. Yes. Is what is the way. So anything that happened before the kiss, people remember. Now, does that create some some paradoxes in what people know? Yeah, a little bit, but it felt like the cli- the cleanest way to do it would be everything from from the moment in the alley, no one remembers, and everything before that people do. That's the way I saw it anyways. Yeah, so th- th- that's why like, I, I really appreciated that little moment. It's a small moment, and I had to like reread it, and I was like, oh, I see what's what's going on. So that was a great callback to uh, what happened in GoGo. But speaking of Ranger Slayer, uh, my friend Toku Chris actually wanted to know if the Ranger Slayer morph call is Terror Dactyl. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Um, it probably should be. Yeah, it probably should be. Okay. So I'm just going to address the like 800-pound elephant in the room. Lord Dragon's back. He is back. And the last panel, he says they're coming. He's got this haunted look in his eyes. And I'm just wondering what kind of threat can scare Lord Dragon? That that's the that's the that's the two million dollar question, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that was. I look. So like, I I know there's there's factions out there, and I don't know what yeah. the side of these factions are, but I know there's some people who are like, oh no, Lord, more Lord Draken. And I'm just like, look, man, he's a really popular character. We haven't seen him in 20 issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know he's people are still talking about him, but that was the point. The whole thing came out of Shattered Grid, so you can't not talk about the guy who almost <laughs> destroyed the universe, and that's what you're dealing with, right? The whole point in Esther Evil was the consequences of Shattered Grid. And so we had talked about, like, it's been 20 issues. Where is he? What is he doing? Mm. Like, what's going on? And so we there was discussion about bringing him back, and I was all for it, but my rule for me was, if we bring him back, I want to bring him back a different character. I want yeah. him to have been through some things. I want him to have seen things out there that have changed him because this Draken is a little bit broken. This Draken is a little bit mm-hmm. wounded physically and emotionally. And therefore, I think if we do that, it allows us to tell different stories and play different beats with him as opposed to this is not the Draken with the army who's trying to conquer the grid anymore. Right. This, is a different, this is a different character. And so I thought that would and but also he has all the baggage with all of these characters emotionally. And I just thought there's a lot of unresolved stuff that we can play with. So for me, I just thought that would bringing him back at this point and like you said running or seeing something that is coming that scares him that's the question and Mm -hmm. so i just thought that those two things added up the idea of bringing him back a different character and like you said if he is the biggest baddest villain we've seen in power ranger complex to this date not to discredit grizzetta but he's a big deal then what's he's what's what could scare him so that was the fun part of sort of where we're going yeah it's it's just really cool like i love the character design changes like there's there's some hints there like it's it's not his ranger uniform it's a different outfit it's there's like a little medallion there's all these like little teases of what's to come i know it's a, a small thing but both shattered grid and beyond the grid ended with the words the end so this issue ends on to be continued was that just a nature of draken coming back and letting people know hey this is a big milestone issue but we're not ending we're not done yet 
Yeah, I think that's part of it. I think with those ones, there was a there was a basically a, a status quo change, a time a time jump change between the those two jumps, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel, or, or between Shadow Grid and Beyond the Grid, the, the a whole universe, you know, jump. So I think the idea was to sort of make those clean entry points to where mm-hmm. that they were they were sort of like an end of a book. This one is sort of more like the Harry Potter books, where it's like the story's still going. Like with like Draken coming back is gonna open up a whole new different can of worms and so on and so forth. So I think we wanted to be open and honest about that as opposed to being like, because if you just ended it like, <laughs> and he shows up, the end, you'd be like, well, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> One of the other like really big plot points that wrapped up this issue was the whole arc between Trini and Kia. They started out, we saw in Gogo, there was like a little bit of a rocky relationship there. Trini wanted to be friends. And then Obviously, throughout Necessary Evil, we see Kia's betrayal, and that 49 ended with, I honestly thought Trini was going to (laughs) die. Like, I mean, she's in her Zord, we don't know what's going on, and it kind of ends like that. So it was really great to see this final showdown happen. And it was great because it, like, touched on what the Blue Emissary said. So. With all of that going on, and obviously you've talked about structuring out and outlining these issues so far in advance, but I want to know if there was anything that you tweaked or changed majorly along the way from your initial outlines of the whole project. Well, I'm glad you noticed that I was really excited about, I think it's in 45 as well, the moment that Kaya kills the Blue Emissary and he Mm -hmm. says, the gate will open, the planets will align, the earth will rise and the water will fall. I knew I wanted to have him say what was going to happen in the finale Mm -hmm. because he's seen the future. And I was like, he sees it. He sees this moment at his death. He sees how it's going to end. He's telling her, you might kill me, but you're still going to lose. Mm -hmm. I knew at that moment that I knew the Master Arch was going to open. I knew that the Solar Rangers were going to come in and save the day, so the planets align. And I knew that I wanted Trini. She's the Earth Omega Ranger, yep. and she knocks down the the water uh, Omega Ranger. And I was like, I knew that's what, how I wanted it. I just like the idea that we could say it because he does that through the entire arc. He always gives you little little sort of weird cryptic like poetry versions of what the future is going to be. And I just thought that'd be cool way, a good way to go out. It's like I'm going to get the last laugh on you. So I'm glad you noticed <laughs> that because I was really proud of that moment. Yeah, it just it it really all came together. It was really fantastic. Thanks. But regarding uh, anything that majorly changed, it's not so much that it changed. I think the only, I don't outline everything. Like, I don't know. Like, I'd like, for instance, like when I knew that I, in the outline, when I did the scenes between um, Trini and Aisha and the scenes between Zach and Adam, I didn't know what those scenes were going to be when I, Mm -hmm. when I outlined that I just knew that I wanted them to have a conversation. And then I just sort of let the story tell me when I get there and I'm like, okay. And I just sort of feel out where the characters are at and what they would talk about. And sometimes that just sort of organically happens. So for me, that's where things, I I don't outline to like the crazy extent to where like, I know what every scene is. Um, But when it comes to sort of the action, there was a large larger solar ranger moment in the in 50 at one point it was a mm-hmm. large they were going to be a larger part of the battle but ultimately just when you get to 50 and you feel out how many pages you have i just felt like you know ultimately it's really just about the solarics it's just about them arriving and i don't want to 
I, yeah, I don't want to. I, I don't want to give anybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah, yeah. You can kind of get where I'm going, but like, I it felt like I didn't want to undercut. There, there, there's things you can't bring into a. If you do your finale right, you should everything that you need should be on the kitchen table before yeah. you start the finale, and you can't add new things. And so I just felt like there's so much going on in this finale. Let's not add anything else to it. Sure. Um, so that was one thing that kind of got pulled out. I'm trying to think of anything else that was sort of majorly shifted. I think it all, I kind of knew, I honestly kind of yeah. knew where it was all going to go. I, I knew that I wanted the Jason Tommy battle. I knew that was, they were going to be fighting Garrison and I knew that I wanted the Dane. Oh, you know, one thing that didn't came late, uh, the Stone Canyon trio using the jetting to take out Dane. That it's came perfect. Late. I did not know that was what was going to happen. <laughs> So I was like, they'll use something. And then I was like, well, they, they, what was the one thing they learned that they, I was like, well, they use jetting. I was like, can you hit somebody with a, with a jetting ability? And I was like, well, we can do it now. And so I love that Rocky does it. And then immediately is like, can we never do that again? Because I, <laughs> so that was, that was the fun thing. I was like, those finding those things are fun. And I think yeah. finding the pacing is fun. Like there, the, uh, one thing there was like a big shakeup at the end is like, I was just sort of like trying to have everybody just change up the, there was a, the reveals of some of the characters I think were in different orders. Uh, so sure. that I, this is probably, but I'm like, was there anything big? Like, yeah, you know what there, I will say this, and this is going to sound like such a bull sorry bold answer <laughs> sorry. Uh, uh there was one other moment that i was um, got involved uh lord zed uh that i removed because i felt like i want to do it later so oh okay all right okay. that's that's cryptic i know but i like that that's the <laughs> honest answer yeah it's a fantastic issue i also love that dane's still out there somewhere i love that you still have the Omega Rangers are still out there. They're still around. Um, obviously, from all the solicits that, that have come out for future issues, we know they're still going to be around and, and taking a part in things. And I felt it was a really great finale to wrap things up. And that gatefold, that that yeah. gatefold is just great. Awesome, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of the things that we just talked about and just sort of teach of what's where we're going in the future is like, Gogo is a really hard book to write for me. Hmm not the first 20, but the last 10 or 12, um, because it was, it was, uh, the backstory to an ongoing event with a current run that was connected to a TV show from 25 years ago <laughs> that had to weave through all of that. And it was really complicated. Yeah. And so one of the things that I think going forward that we want to do is we've spent so much time now with 50. I think we've wrapped up everything that's been wrapped up. Shattered Grid's yeah. been wrapped up. The The team is now assembled. You know, the Stone Cantry are now fully members of the team. Um, the Omega Rangers are out there. Um, mm -hmm. Zed's back. Like all this stuff. It's like we I think we've spent so much time building out this universe. We have, you know, we have the Omega Rangers, we have the Power Rangers, we have the Solar Rangers, we have the Coinless universe. We have the superhero universe. Let's not just start the book up and start running towards the TV show again. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I just feel mm -hmm. like we spent so much time building this thing out. Let's, we have a superhero universe. Let's use it. And we have all of these other super, like we have all the TV shows from that are happening. You know, we have all that yep. stuff. We can pull from that in the same way that the Mandalorian pulls from Star Wars lore and brings it in. And you just see it all through through the lens of the Mandalorian, like we can do the same thing with the Power Rangers and the Mighty Morphin and the Mighty Morphin world. And so I felt like going forward, I really want to slow the book down immensely. Yeah. And I want to do stories that aren't just about connecting to the shows you've already seen. I want to do this thing where is it can it? Absolutely. But is it going to be opening up stories that that you might not see coming and, and play with mythology in a way that you maybe didn't expect? Absolutely. Um, and I feel like after doing 80 issues of it, like, let's not knock over the thing that we built that yeah. people still enjoy. So, yeah, that's that's where we're going with the with the future of the series. 
Awesome. One final question. Uh, we talked about Daniele's artwork uh, before. In my opinion, those are some pretty big shoes to fill. So can you tell us who the next artist for the upcoming issues is going to be? Um, can I? It's Is it in the solicitations? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just being coy. <laughs> no, no. I, well, I, some, hey, man, sometimes I don't pay as much attention as I should about those things. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, he's fantastic. And then I totally screwed up. Um, Moses Hildargo? Yes, Moses is good. Yes, Moses is very, very, very fantastic. Yeah, I've, I think I've seen uh, two issues of his work. And his stuff is interesting because it's, it's so weird whenever you jump from one artist to the next. I've been lucky. I think one of the nice things about having to work with, I mean, I've worked with so many crazy mm-hmm. artists with Simone and Francisco and, and Daniele, but all of them have such unique, different styles that I've just started to learn. It's like, it's really fun to see how artists sort of interpret, they interpret not only the Rangers, but just the way that you are telling a story. Uh, and yeah. so like, that's the fun for me is seeing both that stuff. But um, yeah, we, this new artist is good. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we've already started getting into some of the design stuff, which has been fun. And uh, you know, his monster stuff's pretty cool. So I'm excited for you guys to see that stuff. Really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, well, that's about all the questions I had was, was there anything else you want to uh, address or mention to our audience? Uh, no, th- I mean, thanks to all the fans who've been picking up the books. Thanks to you guys at the Ranger Command. <laughs> Command, sorry, I'm getting it wrong. That's I'm sorry. It's, it's been a long day of press. Yeah. Uh, but you guys are great, and I really appreciate the stuff. Uh, I have listened to some of your reviews, and uh, it's always fun to see a roundtable because uh, you get a lot of different dissenting opinions. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is good. It's all I alert you always. It's always stuff to learn. So I appreciate all the all the stuff you guys do, and and thank Absolutely. you for the kind reviews and stuff, man. I I do uh, I do pay attention to that stuff and try to learn from it. So thanks. Yeah, thank you. And uh, yeah, now that Necessary Evil is wrapped up, uh, yeah, we're probably going to do another roundtable review of like the second half of, of Necessary Evil. So oh, that's uh, right. I remember you guys had some interesting theories about where we were going. And I think it was, I was like, oh, that'll make him disappointed. And then there's, a few, <laughs> there's a few things he got right. And I was just like, all right, quiet about that. So yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Ryan, thanks again so much for being on. Awesome. My pleasure, man. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphin Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at RangerCommandPH. Like us on Facebook and Instagram at Ranger Command Power Hour. Ranger Command is also on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks by pledging you are helping us make our show even better go to patreon.com slash ranger command ph to learn more thanks for listening